0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey everyone. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about BlueWire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at BlueWire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue Wire's top podcasters, so obviously with Jacob and I, (laughs) and access to our community discord, plus an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup, much less all the above. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the, into the program is limited, so get your application in today. We can tell you guys already there's quite a few, quite a few podcasts that have already signed up. So be sure to jump in on this immediately. To apply, go to bwhustle.com/join. Check out the check out our description box for this episode to find out more. But again, that's bwhustle.com/join. what is up thunder fans that's right you've got me again this is your your boy taylor second i have a back-to-back and i am here yet again except i'm joined by somebody today which we will get into uh, but welcome to the uncontested podcast the official podcast of Boom, boomtown hoops and a proud part of the blue wire podcast network um on the second i of a back-to-back without horford without hill both due to rest so no worries there but the Thunder end up losing 118-107 to 107 to the undefeated Orlando Magic. They're now 4-0, pretty crazy. But before we go any further, I am joined by my good friend, Jacob Niffen.
2: What's up?
1: How are we doing, I'm Jacob? I'm here. How are, good, uh, man. I guess, part one of the holidays? We have New Year's still coming out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been off since the Friday before Christmas. Uh, my sleep schedule is shot. Uh, <laughs> I'm staying too. up. Way too late playing video games. I've started watching The Mandalorian. It's uh it's been a break. It's it's been well deserved and we've been uh, I, peer been pressuring
1: playing. you into watching the Mandalorian, so I'm really yeah. glad you're finally getting around to that. Hey, um, it's
2: good. I like it.
1: I mean, back in the day, the OG days, we used to be a um, a also pop culture podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we had some uh some pop culture episodes i dropped here and there so you know what maybe once you finish the mandalorian me you Kamiar, i think we're the three who are really star wars fans maybe maybe we'll jump on to a little mandalorian recap just for fun a little bonus episode there you go but tonight we are not here to talk the mandalorian um maybe the uh maladorian ba-boom oh, bang but jacob bang. this is a uh, yeah this mike, R- mike brain miss mike brain um, uh, all that to say, Jacob, tonight was very similar to last night in the sense that it was a very competitive game against a fairly decent team, at least this far in the season. Um, but the Thunder were competitive all the way throughout, uh, and they end up losing, which is kind of the perfect, and the young guy shined, which I think is kind of the perfect case scenario. So maybe we start there. Um, just your, your thoughts overall, um, uh, from these, just overarching thoughts from, from these, these I guess, first two games, uh, or first three games now, and then we'll get into some specific themes here before we dive into some some questions from our, our listeners.
2: Yeah, so I just think early on, you know, we see a lot of stuff. Some stuff excites us, some stuff worries us. It's a really small sample size. We're not really going to know much about who this team is until we're about 25% end of the season. So at about games 17, 18, we'll really start to kind of know like okay these are the things that that are real these are the things that are not real like is Lugentz Dort shooting real oh well it looks pretty good right now but we don't really know right it's such a small sample size is Um,
1: Isaiah Roby Lou Dort and Chegules Alexander the next big three to take the league by storm I mean exactly we think so now but who knows is is Dwayne Bacon (laughs) MVP of the NBA yeah no kidding so
2: yeah we have uh still a lot to figure out about this team um but that doesn't mean that we can't take the data that we do have and look into it and dissect it and kind of break it down and and see what we think uh which is you know kind of kind of what we're here for
1: yeah no no absolutely um i think you're exactly right and just diving into this game specifically now um I think that the first thing we need to mention is that there is no, no George Hill and no Al Horford. And again, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, that's just simply due to rest on the, you know second nights of back to back games. Um, and Dagnel mentioned you know that it's a long season. You don't want to wear these guys out, but we all know probably due too. <laughs> trade value as well. If you have an injured Al Horford or an injured George Hill, the way that they have been playing, um, that's going to decrease their trade value. That seems to be, again, very early in the season, but seems to be pretty high. Um, they both have been playing great. And I think the first distinction, I think from last night to tonight, Jacob, that I noticed, it's just, you know, these, these three young guys and Lou, Shea, and Baisley specifically, when you bring in guys like George Hill and Al Horford around them, it elevates their game to a whole new level. Um, when those three are having to be the guys and you're you're subbing in uh, Justin Jackson and Isaiah Roby, although he was fantastic, and we are definitely going to get into that, it's a little different still. Um, so that was the first difference I noticed, I think, from last night to tonight's game.
2: Yeah, for sure, and... You know, there's just there. There's so many little things that we can pick apart that we can talk about. That it's, you know, there. There's a lot we can look at. Um, Speaking of, I'm digging into one of them right now. I think this is per game. I'm trying to figure that out right now. Um, I was interested in Shea Gilgis Alexander uh, potential assists. Yeah, this is per game. They don't have game three up yet. Uh, Thirteen potential assists a game. Uh, For those first is, two
1: games against Charlotte and um, Utah, wow!
2: Yeah, thirteen, and he had I think a lot more tonight. Um, another stat I'm I'm trying to look up as we podcast here real quick, and I know this is this is great podcasting with me just <laughs> looking okay. up stats. But this team passes the ball a lot, Taylor. They pass the ball like, a ton, and that's something way I mentioned more, last night, Jacob. Yeah, um, way more than than I remember.
1: No, no. Absolutely, and so that's kind of something that, that again I mentioned this last night on my uh, my post game podcast, but I kind of wanted to to bring to to your attention. Um, as, while you're looking for those stats, Dinko's coaching is really impressive. Again, in a an extremely small sample size, and I also realize and, and you know reserve my right to uh, reserve judgment two seasons from now, uh, three seasons from now, when the Thunder are competitive again, and maybe Dignall still the coach, and he makes some, you know, decision that's super costly in the playoffs, you know, and we're going to blame Dignall. But with that being said, the super small sample size, I've been really impressed with, one, his rotations, um, his adjustments. So for example, in both second halves, uh, tonight and last night's game against the Jazz, he's bringing in some some of these starters to help out with that bench unit he's not just feeding them to the wolves but he's also throwing that entire bench unit in in that first half to get those guys experience it's really good balance it's, it's again it's keeping the game competitive and it's giving these guys really good experience um so i've been super impressed with that as well to your point jacob about the ball movement um the the off ball movement in general on offense you know you see guys cutting and flashing and moving and just the ball moving around had so many passes like you said uh, looking up Shea's basically hockey assist right and and his potential assists and then on the defensive end even just the the um the sound defense and and the discipline on the defensive end of the ball not just the starters but all the way down to the bottom of the bench that he's bringing in i've been really impressed with Dagnall so far so far
2: yeah, no, I think he's been good. Again, small sample size, so it's hard to read into a lot of stuff for him. It's mm-hmm. not like any of these games have really mattered. But what we're seeing defensively, what we're seeing with the ball movement, what we're seeing with some of the wrinkles in the offense, uh, yeah, I mean, you you can't say anything negative about him for sure. You know, he's he's looked really well so far uh, as far as the coach of this team. So so that's really exciting to kind of see um, what he's been doing and how he's been playing. Um, here you go. I've got. Sorry, I've, I've got Shay's I, I I know we're kind of bouncing around here, so let's talk about Shay for a second. Uh, NBA.com has his stats updated um, for the first three games that he's played. Uh, Shea is scoring 23.3 points per game on 49% shooting from the field, 31% from three. He's averaging – um, six almost six and a half free throws a game making 79 percent of those uh what is this 5.7 rebounds 7.7 assists Whew. so Shay's at 23 basically at 23 6 and 8
1: it's it's pretty impressive yeah um, again we keep saying this and this is the last time i'll say it you know it is a small sample size but like you tweeted out um, towards the end of this game jacob um Shay looks like a superstar and I mentioned this again, you know, on last night's post game podcast. But <laughs> the way he's able to score those points, you know, like last night I was focusing on Lou. Um, tonight was Isaiah Roby. You're you're seeing these guys score, and you're looking at Shea, and you're like, okay, you know, he's probably around, you know, whatever it is, 19, 20. And, like, he's the leading scorer tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder with 23 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. He's flirting with a 20-plus point triple-double. And um, he did so while he was being double-teamed. The Magic double-teamed him on almost every single possession because they knew that George Hill and Al Horford were were out. And it kind of took the Thunder, I think, a little bit to I, – I tweeted this out on our account, but it took the Thunder a little bit to adjust to that because it, it, it required other guys to step up and open the floor up more for Shea. So that's where you have guys like Lou coming in there um, you know, towards the second quarter when he kind of started to get it going. Isaiah Roby, <laughs> we'll get into yeah. Isaiah, but you know, that guy's doing that. Um, even these young guys who aren't Horford, who aren't Hill, opening opening up the floor for Shea, um, it's just really important. And the fact that Shea was still able to get 23-7-7 and tonight, against an uh, undefeated Orlando, Orlando Magic team. He's been playing really well together. They played together for a while. Not a lot of changes this offseason, right? And you know, if they're doubling him on every possession, that's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, they were blitzing him hard on the pick and roll. He was making the right reads. You know, scores 20 like you said 23 points leading score for the Thunder, but four other or three other players took more shots than him. He only took 10 field goal attempts tonight.
1: And I think that's kind of where you see that um that that silent uh, silent assassin is kinda of what I've called it, you know, where, where it just kind of creeps up on you because um it doesn't feel like he's scoring almost thirty points a game. Yeah, right. He
2: was he was um eighty percent from the field tonight, three of three from three, the, the stroke look from only three. T- t- Twenty three really nice.
1: points on only ten shots. That's pretty impressive. And
2: incredibly efficient, yeah. Uh that which is awesome. Should have had a handful of more assists. I mean, he was making passes tonight, Taylor, that made me say like, Okay, Shay. I see you. I see you. There was <laughs> one play where Lou missed it, but Shea drove in from the left wing, uh, got past his man, I think in a pick and roll situation. Drove to the basket, jumped, looked to the elbow, uh to maybe Justin Jackson, but instead of passing it there, he threw it to the corner. So he like, he made like a no-look pass. He looked yeah, off the, the defense say. And made the move. You're like a it's spin just like, mid-air. Man, like he's he's making plays that you're just like, "Okay," He's making the jump. Like the 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 leap that we talk about, the, the this mythical leap that players take, Shay's making it. Like he is there. Absolutely. Um, he's not and scoring it- as much as we thought he would, but the scoring has been distributed pretty well. We didn't also didn't think Lugens Dort was gonna be uh, you know, M V P and Defensive Player of the Year the year after Giannis won it, but here we are. the epitome
1: of a 3 and D player. Exactly. Here we are. It's just pretty wild. Now, I will say, um, the only negative I probably have from Shea tonight is, and this is more of the players he's playing with and alongside tonight, when you don't have high IQ players like, uh, I almost said Paul George, goodness, George Hill and Al Horford, Um, you're going to have some weird spacing issues. The chemistry is going to be off. You're going to have lower IQ players on the floor. That's going to lead to a lot of this, but it wasn't just Shea either. Uh, Lou did this as well. A lot of other players did this as well. But some of these, like, cross, half, you know, half-court passes up. The, they're driving into the lane. They're doing, like, these, like, 180 spin and then passing out to, like you said, Jacob, like, the opposite corner. That led to quite a few turnovers. And to that point, the Thunder ended up having 20 turnovers tonight <sighs> to 11 for uh, the Orlando Magic. That will lose you your game. games. But this season, I mean... Who really gives away? And I want them
2: making that passes. I want them to have the balls to make those passes. Exactly. You know, I want them to experiment. But Teo makes a lot of those passes. Teo Poku, my boy Poku, (laughs) with that little behind the back. So, so we'll move on to Poku now, I guess. I got to drop. We we tweeted. I don't know how well it did tonight. We tweeted meme of the night with Poku and the uh,
1: Magic Johnson from the Last Dance. Oh my God, cracks me up every
2: time. Um.
1: Uh, that was Poku. He was—I mean, he was struggling, and you can tell jacob both uh, all the way back since the uh, official season opener, which was the Charlotte Hornets game. Um, Poku has been pretty upset with himself. He—he's used to hitting those three-point shots, having a little more time. He's trying to adjust to the the NBA uh, pace of the game, and it's definitely affecting his shot hit. Almost every single shot is short. I mean, it's the exact same thing every single time. He has that line drive, uh, uh, followed through like we've talked about.
2: Yeah. I I tweeted it. I said, um, Lou Dort's shot is trying to hit (laughs) the birds perched up in the rafters. Meanwhile, Poku's shot looks like what we want the COVID graph to be, just flat (laughs) as can be. Just flat.
1: And like, and and then you also mentioned that tweet. You you talked about, you know, how they're also physical opposites and their shots are the opposite as well. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like we need a, just a, uh go what is it goten and and young trunks and just combine them there you
2: go god that would be unfair (laughs) if you could combine those two players oh my
1: gosh yeah no kidding no kidding but uh regardless I'm, i'm with you you could definitely see poku being frustrated uh especially with his shot but what impressed me the most tonight than what we've seen the past two games is that he didn't let that frustration affect the rest of his game he was able to actually have an impact for this team in fact in the second or sorry the end of the first quarter that bench unit really made a run there against the magic. And it was largely because of uh, Poku kind of led that, you know, he, I don't want to say they ran the offense through them because that wasn't necessarily the plan, but the offense was kind of gravitating towards and running through Poku. Um, there towards the end of the first quarter when they made that run and he was really making things happen. Um, after he missed those first couple of shots, like you said, I think there was three straight assists that he had that were just pretty much gorgeous. Uh, and he, he has a ton of confidence, Jacob. I, I hope to find something I'm as confident in that as Poku is. No, definitely. Man.
2: <laughs> and, and, you know, like you said, he's been missing his shots. You know, he's made one field goal in three games. But he's impacting the game in a lot of other ways. He's blocking shots. He's getting in passing lanes. He's using that length. He's rebounding hard. He's, you know, dropping those passes. There was one play. God, I, I loved it earlier. He had the ball. He dribbled it for a while. He passed it over to Hami. Um, and Poku felt like he had a mismatch. So he stood there and like clapped his hands at Homie, like, give me the ball back. And I was like, oh my God. You aren't this getting is, the ball from Homie. This is the seven foot European Dion waiters. Like this is my to a dream. Team.
1: This is my dream. So it goes uh, Kobe. It goes uh, Jr. J.R. Smith. It goes Dion and it goes Poku. I mean, there you go. <laughs>
2: um, so no, I mean, Shay's been awesome. Uh, Dort has been awesome. Poku has struggled, but I'm glad he's getting the experience, man. I'm glad he's I am getting too. the minutes. I'm and glad what that- I
1: love is just, I guess, kind of just to wrap the Poku segment. To your point, I, I I love seeing him impacting the game in other ways. Um, he he's actually playable, and he did some good things on the defensive end. Again, he's going to have to gain size, but once he does that, he has really good fundamentals, and I like his basketball IQ. He seems to be a real playmaker. Um, so to your point, I I, I agree. I, I I think you have to throw uh, Poku in there tonight as. Uh, as I did last night, a positive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So two other guys. Let's hit
2: on real f- quick. The first one we're going to spend like ten seconds on. Darius Baisley struggled. He had a he rough did night. Struggle, and he's uh, kind of
1: been struggling at least um, from a scoring standpoint. Although his his rebounding has just been fantastic. He's, he had six. Sorry, yeah, go ahead.
2: No. No. Yeah. His rebounding has been good. I was going to say he can play make a little bit in the pick and roll, which I did not expect at the beginning of this season. That's a great point. Each game, he's having like a nice little dribble come off the screen, take a few hang dribbles, and then drop off a pass to the rolling big man for a dunk. He did it for Roby tonight. He did it for Al against Utah. Um, I've been kind of impressed with his playmaking. Uh, Just a bit of a struggle tonight. It was kind of weird with the game still somewhat within reach with like two and a half minutes. They benched him for Poku, Just kind of strange. They did. Kind of strange, but – um, I nothing to read into there. So but we gotta move on. Another guy I just mentioned. We've buried the lead, Taylor. Uh we've mentioned him a few times, but we gotta talk about him. Isaiah Roby. <laughs> Isaiah Roby came in, dropped nineteen and seven, and there was a sniper in the Chesapeake Energy Arena tonight as Nikola Vucevic hit the floor as my man <laughs> Roby dropped him.
1: And then, and then goes f- for the one-handed Russell Westbrook cockback slam. Oh, my gosh. Good I did not grief. know he could do that. I didn't either. Um, he, he just hit that little jab
2: step, and Vucevic looked like he was from a Scooby-Doo cartoon kicking those <laughs> legs until he <laughs> fell on the ground.
1: Remember like a week and a half ago when we were saying that the Thunder should cut Roey? Yeah. Those yeah, were they fun They taught times. us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They and taught Roe us. looked fantastic. So 19 points, 7 rebounds, at 9 of 12 from the field. And not only that, Jacob, but I was pretty impressed with his defense. I mean, obviously he's young and experienced. He struggled a little bit on that end. Um, and also the the Magic don't have a true big that could really bully him. But with that being said, I really like Roby as a small ball five. Um, and I'm really, I mean, we're gonna have a lot of, uh, we actually already have a lot of questions about this. We'll, we'll get into this later, but I, I really like him kind of as a, a backup power forward for Baisley. And not so much as a small ball center, you know, only in the right situations. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, It's interesting. I mean, that spot kind of feels like it's, um, like it's already overloaded a bit with, and that's uh, the issue. I think uh, with Poku, Kenrich Williams. Um, So yeah, but I, so I don't know if Roby's going to get rotation minutes whenever everybody's fully healthy. But tonight doesn't hurt his chances; it only helps him out now. Is Isaiah Roby some yeah? Is Isaiah Roby some breakout player? No, this is who the hell is this guy? We don't even need to pay attention to him. Type of defense from the Orlando Magic tonight. If Roby's your full time center moving forward, he's going to get cooked, right? But this is one of those random dudes comes in, scores a lot, plays really well because nobody knows who he is. Plays hard and hustles. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then one more positive guy, and then we're, we'll move on to, to some Twitter questions. we got to talk about Mike Muscala. Muskie. He's looked fantastic, Jacob. He's Hughes been really good. good. He was 5 of on 6 on the field the tonight. Board. 14 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists.
1: Muskie has been hooping. The moose is on the loose. <laughs> Five and six from the field. He missed one shot. Yeah, uh, it was, was a three-pointer. Three three.
2: He had a he had an and one three again. Um that he's, was wild. He's a really good pick and pop partner, and I've been incredibly impressed with his defense. He's been but the, yes, the really, rim protection. Yeah, has, it's
1: actually a thing, and I didn't expect like, is, that. He's is, is playing he really gonna, well
2: down low. Is he gonna get traded for a pick? Like,
1: he's I know working his value up. And I see, I think tonight just i'm kind of taking us a little bit off topic here but i think you know tonight without having al horford and george hill is kind of what you're going to be able to expect from this thunder team moving forward when they trade the horfords and the hills now obviously with those contract sizes especially horford um, hill not so much but you're going to get some other veterans who will still come in and finish the season with okc to kind of compliment these young players but with that being said you know Without Horford and Hill, this is kind of what we can expect, I think, moving forward um, in the second half of the season, assuming they get traded, or at least one of them gets traded. And to your point, Jacob, the way Muskie's playing, he might get traded also. Um, I I think you're exactly right. There's a lot of contenders who are seeing what Muscala is doing, and uh, I think they could really use that. now. I'll
2: I'll tell you right now. If I'm the Los Angeles Clippers, I'd rather have Mike Muscala than Patrick Patterson.
1: Absolutely. Like the Denver Nuggets uh, without Jeremy Grant right now. You only have, like, Paul Millsap, and obviously you have Jokic, but uh, I know they have, like, you know, Frankenstein from uh, – that's what I like to call him <laughs> – from Houston. And uh, I, I completely forget who their backup center is. One of the – I don't know. They have somebody else playing backup center right now, but I think they could use Mike Muscala to stretch yeah. the floor out, and I think it would be uh, to come in and back up uh, Jokic. Maybe even play a little backup four. I think it would be great for Muscala. So I'm with you. I think he, he definitely has traded value, especially if he can stay healthy and play the way he's been playing.
2: Definitely. Um I wanna do before we get to questions, play of the night, and I think we both probably have the same one. <laughs> it's Isaiah <laughs> Roby, right?
1: Oh yeah. It's got yeah, you absolutely it's gotta be the play where uh, where he draws Vucevic, and then like you said, he he drives through the whole Cox back Russell Westbrook style, brings it all the way back and then uh yes. I don't know how on.
2: many times we're gonna have an Isaiah Roby play of the night, but damn it, he gets it tonight. Yeah, shout dad, out! Yep. Shout out to Isaiah. Um, looks like a twelve-year-old. Uh, also, <laughs> yes. shout out to Hamadou Diallo for securing the tank with that awful possession at the end of the game. There. Um, oh my gosh! So Diallo has
1: thirteen and eight, and he's just a guy on a team like stuffer. this. exactly—he's a staff stuffer. He makes things happen. The coaches are going to love him because of that. But Jacob, I—you know how much make, I've loved Tommy in yeah, the past. Make some but, poor
2: decisions, but I gotta say that—that that and one he got there is like. A very very, very small amount of human beings on the planet that can jump like that and Agreed hang completely. in the air. Agreed completely. It's like Hamadou Diallo, um, Michael Jordan. Um, there's maybe like fifty more human LeBron, beings alive that can do Lou that. Lebron, that's about it. Yeah, like that was an incredible feat of athleticism. I just it
1: scares me though because I feel like he's going to keep doing these things. He's going to keep, keep making things happen because nobody else on the team can, especially in the second unit, right? And for whatever reason, here two seasons from now when we have, like, you know, Shay at, like, all-star level and lose borderline all-star. And Baisley just looks fantastic. And this whole, you know, we're starting to compete again. And freaking Hamadou Diallo is going to be high up in the pecking order. Because <laughs> seniority. Yeah, we, we will see. Tenured. Um,
2: all right, Taylor, let's uh, let's do an ad read real quick and then do some questions before we get out of here.
1: Let's do it. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's blue wire, all one word. Bet-, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: All right, Taylor, let's hit the old Twitter sphere and answer some of these folks' questions. The
1: old Twitter Twitter sphere. <laughs> so we have quite a few. Um, as always, our, our Twitter followers, our listeners, uh, have provided, and I'll try and throughout the season I'll, I'll switch it up as well. I'll we'll head over to Reddit, uh, our Thunder. I know you guys, uh, a lot of you guys are listening from there. We appreciate you guys as well. Uh, the Boomtown Discord, we'll try and, and hit up all you guys. Um, but for tonight, we reach out to Twitter, and they delivered. Our friend Manu's two thousand and ten. At the rate that Tao is progressing, he will be starting by.
2: What do you think, Jacob? Uh, Next season. I don't think he's going to start this season. Even if they trade away George Hill, uh, I think you would see the starters be like Shea, Lou, and like tonight, a Justin Jackson or, or a Hamadou Diallo. Right. Um, I think Teo, if he were to start, I don't think it would happen this season. But I could be way wrong. That's just That's just my personal opinion. What do you think?
1: So, I, I, honestly, I agree with you, particularly, like, you know, if you're trading away George Hill, Trevor, Ariza, Al Horford, I think one of those players that are coming back are probably going to be a starting caliber player. Um, With that being said, one of my hot takes, I think, that we did in our season preview podcast was that Taylor would be starting alongside Che by the end of the season. So, Jacob, I got to stick by my guns.
2: Hey, there you go, man.
1: (laughs) So, the next one we have here is from Sean at Phi underscore Elson. Uh, what do you think it would take to? This is kind of interesting. We didn't see Mo Bamba tonight, Jacob. So, what do you think it would take to save Mo Bamba from running away on the Magic?
2: So, real quick, um, I know whenever preseason started up and training camp started up, Mo Bamba was not a participant because he was still struggling with COVID side effects from the summer, which, mm, which is which terrifying. Is so hopefully he's healthy. He obviously traveled with the team tonight because they needed him to use the broomstick to get the ball unstuck uh, because he's so goddamn tall. So shout out to <laughs> Mo Bamba for still being, um, you know, a, a role player. Still getting bench. an assist in yep, the game. That's there you right. go. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. That's an interesting one because uh, I mentioned this on a podcast I was on earlier today. That fits the Thunder front office mold of high lottery pick. Didn't pan out at his first location. Needs a change of scenery. You go get him for cheap. He fits the Ennis Cantor, the Dion Waiters, the Nerlands Noel mold. That the Thunder- I was going to
1: say that screams uh, Presty music. Yeah,
2: <laughs> is that Sam Presty's music?
1: <laughs> new, 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 new. Yeah.
2: So, uh, um, I, I don't know what it would take, but that seems like a Thunder Presty style of move. Uh, to go get a guy that's kind of struggled on his first team. That was a high lottery pick. A lot of people thought a lot about him. Uh, Go get somebody like that. Bring him in uh, and see what you can do with them. Uh, You know, best case scenario, he pans out and becomes a a quality rotation center. Uh, Worst case scenario, he helps the tank. It's a win-win. Right. Just depends what you have to give up for him. You know, has Orlando, has that ship sailed for them already? Are they moving on from him and and more uh, in on Kem Birch now? Uh, do they still have hopes for, for Mo Bamba? Uh, I kind of just want him here, so every time he does something, we can just play uh, Sheck Wess as Mo
1: Bamba. I can't say the rest. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. I think the only thing I would add there is um, if his his, his uh, long-term effects from COVID are serious enough, um, maybe that the Magic would throw him into like an Aaron Gordon trade with another team hey, uh, and in order we to could, get him a higher caliber player.
2: Then we could use a syringe to take out his blood and inject <laughs> and give it, it to all, all our the players. Thunder players so they and have then we'll the never get COVID.
1: Now we're talking. Chess, not checkers. <laughs> Hashtag tank. All right, so we have like three questions here that pertain to Isaiah Roby, Jacob. Hell yeah. And that's why I alluded to I earlier in the Thunder podcast. I love Twitter, man. Isaiah Roby deliver. comes in and then... <laughs> is Isaiah Roby the next uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo? What Isaiah Roby this season, first
2: <laughs> team or second team All-NBA? And why is it first team? <laughs>
1: And why is it first? I love it. I love it pretty much. So I'm going to kind of combine these three. Um, our guy, Manu's 2010, again, asked a-, a question pertaining to Roby. Um, T. San uh, at Tansen22, asked a Roby question. And Mikhail Dale asked a Roby question as well. So basically, combining those three questions, um, they're essentially asking, how much does Roby's minutes increase going forward, especially if you bring Horford back next game? And... Considering his play, if he's able to keep this level of play up in his more limited minutes, um, does that accelerate a Horford trade?
2: Um, good questions. Like I said earlier, I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation when everybody's available. Uh, I just don't know if it makes sense. Um, but I think he maybe earned himself another shot moving forward. You know, so. Uh, but but I think they're kind of married to the rotation of Al Horford and Mike Muscala. I think they like those two as their vets. So we'll see. Um, I don't think it does anything for a Horford trade, though. I don't think, you know, a Horford trade hinges on if Isaiah Roby progresses or not. I think a Horford trade uh, depends on if another team wants to pay the asking price and absorb exactly. the, the Horford exactly. contract. And the Horford trade has nothing to do with Isaiah Roby um it has to do
1: with Horford's health and the offer just like you said Jacob exactly I agree with you on that standpoint um on the other standpoint like I said I could see um Roby maybe getting in that uh, when we have a fully healthy team and guys aren't resting some of the vets aren't resting um I could see him maybe getting in that second unit a little more like you said where does that come from that's kind of the issue there um But I could see him eating into some of those Kendrick Williams minutes, and especially he's going to continue to play like that. But I'm with you that I do not think it's going to uh, affect the Horford trade. Um, Like you said, that's that's completely outside Roby's control there. Uh, To your point earlier that you made, Jacob, uh, DRK Knight at Agent Shirsey. Who's your favorite player, and why is it Roby? So there we go. <laughs> I love it. Now, now we do have one more uh, Twitter question that I really want to get into, and this is a really good uh, Twitter question. I thought was interesting. This is a uh, Thunder underscore Thunder, very unique name. I love it. At this go is get Sam Presley's burner. At go get wins. It, it might be Sam Presley's. <laughs> it might be. Listen to this question. It's pretty. It's pretty solid. How do you compare Coach Dignall and Donovan by their rotations?
2: Oh, that's difficult again. It Dignal, is small Dignal sample size, has, right. uh, And you know, it's small. Yeah, small sample size. He Dignal, uh is is playing ten deep. I love that he's playing the young guys, getting Teo and Poku burn. Um, you know, that's only going to pay dividends for them moving forward. So I love that. Uh, I love some of the wrinkles that it's. He's not robotic and okay at this minute this Agreed. guy comes out and this guy goes in he's mixing up the lineups a little bit uh where you know against Utah in the second half Poku came in in place of Darius Baisley pretty early and they played the four starters plus Poku um tonight you know they played the the Maladon four stars with Maladon yeah they, they played Maladon with the starters things like that so he's mixing it up um and just trying to see what pieces fit. It's kind of like a puzzle, and he's just throwing the pieces on the table and and trying everything out and seeing, does this fit? And if it doesn't, okay, let's try something else. Uh, the guys are getting roughly the same amount of minutes each game. Um, surprisingly, there's a, it's a pretty even distribution. I mean, Shea played the most minutes at 33 tonight. It's pretty surprising Shea only played 33 minutes, although it was a back-to-back, but in a game that George Hill didn't play.
1: It, yes, um, but he did play that almost that entire third quarter minus the first. Or sorry, oh my minus God. the Last the, minute, in that, that third that quarter 30. was
2: incredible by him. He he was that running was the his show. best quarter. He was Absolutely. the best player on the court in that third quarter, and he knew it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, what um, what are
2: your thoughts on rotations?
1: I, I, I think you're spot on. Um, you know, again, the the thing that has stuck out to me the most, and again, this is so hard. To, it's kind of comparing apples to oranges to use a very overused uh, you know, analogy there. Uh, because you have um, Billy Donovan, who was, a, a, was coaching a playoff contender for the entire time he was here with the OKC Thunder, and you have Dignall coming in, uh, who's very aware of the situation that this probably isn't a playoff contending team, and so that is a little hard to compare. But the thing that stood out to me the most, at least from these first couple of games that I've noticed from Dignall, is like you mentioned, Jacob, is, is, is he's willing to adjust, uh, especially when it comes to the lineup. And you mentioned the you know throwing Poku in with the starters there, trying to help him out. And the in the beginning, or sorry, not the beginning, but towards the uh, third quarter and the end of the third quarter in last night's game. And then tonight, he does something similar with Maladon. And you instantly saw both those players, those that production kind of boost, because it, it's different for Poku to come in with a bunch of bench players and try and get his shot off. It's much different when he's playing with high IQ players like George Hill, Al Horford, Shea, and like Lou Dort, for example. Um, something else I noticed tonight, during that bench unit in the second half of this game he you know last night i think he brought in shea to help out with that that bench unit he did that some again tonight like i mentioned shea played almost the entire third quarter but he also brought in lou with it with uh, another starter to kind of help stabilize that bench unit i kind of cut back on kenrich williams minutes there in the second half but i think that's good for those guys it it elevates their game and and really helps them having another player like that on the floor those that has been really impressive with impressive to me and I think the only other thing is something that we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and that, you know, the the discipline on both ends of the floor, the ball movement, um, the the off ball movements on offense, and then you have the the defensive discipline, I think, on the defensive end of the ball. A lot of that seems to come from Dagnault because you don't just see it with the starters, you see it all the way down to the end of the bench. And then finally, Jacob, the last one I have to mention here is our guy Josh Hall. Two way player, never played a college game. He saw his first NBA possession. Tonight, it was one possession, and he stood there like a real NBA player. He, he, oh, he stood got there. Too,
2: didn't he get in at the end of the game and, and put up oh, a Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: He put up a shot. He yep. put up a shot. Yeah, My man. You
2: got to get in the <laughs> stat books, man. You don't know how many times you're going to get in. Get oh, in one. the stat
1: books. And he stood there, and he did great. So uh, there we go.
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh,
1: I, I just I, I think the overarching theme here from the, the past two games, uh, tonight and last night's game, Jacob, to me is that this is just a fun game. Thunder team they're going to be a team that continues to compete regardless of who you throw out there they have some really fun promising players that we can be extremely excited about moving forward and even if they don't win these close games they're they're going to compete and uh, that's a lot better than some quote-unquote tanking teams of the past can say
2: yeah no definitely um I'm with you it's uh it's gonna be a fun season and if all the games end up being like this sign me up man these are competitive, fun games where we see the young guys progressing and then we lose and we get better draft compensation Agreed. Agreed. for them. So I'm into it. Uh Taylor, any thoughts before
1: we get out of here? Jacob, we have been so close. We're we're only three games into the season. These past two games I'm I'm so close to having uh two at least two players reach the thirty point mark on my bet. Oh yeah, I'm you're so right. Close. You're right. We had Dort last night, we had Shea last night, we had Shea again tonight. Uh, shoot, Roby. I mean, if he like actually keeps developing, maybe I don't know. We're getting close. I said I said four plus, and then Frank Jackson got the, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, uh, so yeah, maybe we'll we'll get some guys dropping thirty. Maybe Isaiah Roby will be one of them. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Crazy season. What a time. All right, let's get out of here, Taylor. Uh. Well, Jacob, thank you again for joining me. And thank you all for listening to the Uncontested Podcast. Um, We'll continue to be with you guys for each post-game podcast. Or sorry, for each post-game. So be sure to tune in after each game. We'll have a podcast for you guys recorded, recapping the game just like tonight, just like last night. We'll continue to mix it up. Uh, Be sure to tune in on Sunday nights. We're going to go live with our, our group podcast where we recap the week of Thunder Basketball recap the week of NBA basketball and look forward to the week ahead. We'll continue to do that as well. And we're also getting more active on our YouTube account. So be sure to go follow the uncontested uh, uncontested, uncontested podcast on YouTube, because we're gonna be a little more active on there as well. And be sure to spread the word. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please go give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, it means a lot to us, help us continue to grow. Again, let's just let's stick this through together, continue to uh, have fun with this, continue to interact with us on social media. And uh we're really appreciative of you guys. Thank you again. We'll talk to you guys, I guess, New Year's Eve. Is that the next next Thunder game, Jacob? Yes, sir. I got that game. I'll be here. Oh, there we plotting. go. There we go. Happy New Year's. You spin it with Dan Contested. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thunder up.